Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. I'm Stunny Sean, alongside David Smart Mark, and there's a bit of controversy on who is the true Churchill Cup champion. Allow me to explain. Back at Death for Dishonor, Jonathan Grissom actually had a draw, and they were going to award the pure title to Jonathan Grissom. Now, he did the right thing. He decided to go five more minutes with the actual true champion. So, this Churchill Cup either was a one-point win by David or a draw, and I retain. So, I put on our Twitter account at RadioFreePW, who's the Churchill Cup champion? You, the listeners, will decide. You have a week, seven days from right now, you decide the true Churchill Cup champion. David, what are your comments? <laughs> you can point at me all you like over Skype. You stink of desperation, Burkhead. That is the... Well, I, 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 I'm amazed that you feel the need to stoop so stuffing low. And honestly, having seen what I've seen about you going over to BAM Entertainment, sod off! Go on, I don't need you. I don't need you. Go on, get away. This is the end. My 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 wife said it wouldn't last. She said you look suspicious. You've got far too much hair to be a podcaster. Um, you support strange sports teams apart from the Cowboys. You're allowed that. I don't, I don't know what to say. You've just literally thrown that at me as we come on to record. No time to prep an answer. And I can't swear. I, 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 well, this is going to be an interesting recording. I'll say that for you. Well, David, you just have to have faith in your fans that they will come and support you. With all due respect to our listeners, because they're not fans, they're listeners, I don't give a flying furlong because there's no decision to make at the end of the day take losing gracefully you stink of desperation that's the only thing i can say i don't know what to say um you know you oxygen thief honestly you know i don't i are uh, let's put it like this if roles have been reversed there is no way on god's green earth that i would have done that to you because i've got more respect for you maybe that's my mistake maybe i'm just too nice a bloke honestly i I'm, I'm amazed ladies and gentlemen good afternoon welcome welcome to radio free pro wrestling possibly the penultimate or the ultimate pro wrestling podcast because i'm not sure where i'm gonna be next week now um i'm shocked i'm hurt um but hey you know he's still stunning but honestly it's, it's a fair it's a fair it's fair to say at the moment he needs a polish because he's resulting to desperation just stinks of it that's all i've got to say about that well why don't we go ahead and talk about the stanny six questions this week david i'm not sure i want to it's time for the stunning six question all the whys and what have they done now hopefully david and sean can make sense of it Okay, Mr. Smart Mark, what was the ending to the Universal title match at Extreme Rules? What did I watch? Well, it's funny because that's on my list to come up later in the show, Sean. You work out with them. Um, I was very disappointed. We both said in our in our preview of this upcoming show that we were looking forward to that one match of Extreme Rules. Obviously, it's it's about subject matter that you had been looking forward to it for a very long while. You know, no two ways about it. Boy, was that a disappointment. Boy, was the ending garbage. But I'm going to say more about that later on in the show, Sean. Because, yeah, it was, wasn't was good. David, I was prophetic. I told you I lost interest in the match. And I got home from work, saw the ending, and I go like, what the 
freak. So, yeah. Yeah. I was right to lower my expectations down for this match. So, second question number two. Is Nick Otis becoming a face? And secondly, is he about ready to get kicked out of his own stable? Yes and yes. Perfectly simple questions, perfectly simple answers. And it's been well booked as well. I caught up this week because it was a relatively quiet week on the wrestling front with a little bit of NWA because I've now, and don't expect me to watch it, I've now sacrificed NXT. I'm going to read the reviews, but I'm not going to watch it um, because it's gone awful um so obviously i've got i caught up with a little bit of N- nwa this week and um yeah you're bang on mate absolutely bang on oldest is just gold i know he's loyal to the nwa and there obviously is a company looking after him but he should be in a bigger car i'd love to see him in AEW. i really really would love to see him in a because he's a genuine contender for that title. Exactly, David. You could see him wrestling Brian Danielson. You can see him wrestling Kenny Omega. You can see him wrestling CM Punk. And wow, can you imagine you him wrestling CM Punk? Do you know what I'd like to see him wrestle when he comes back? Adam Page. The size, the build, the move set. I think he'd be good for Adam Page. I really, really do. David, I also think this is going to be a moment for Lattimore to become a main event player in the NWA because I I feel like he's going to be the new leader of Rissy Business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can see where they're going with it. It's um, it's solidly built. It's not spectacularly built. There won't be a surprise here, but it's everything that you want. And the people in there, they, they know what they're doing. Um, They really do. And it's good to see. Okay, David, we're just sliding over to stunning question number three. What are your thoughts about R. Anderson's tough love promo to my beloved Cody Rhodes? <laughs> <laughs> I was a little taken aback by it, like most people. I liked it, don't get me wrong. And and you can see what they were trying to achieve because they are desperate to keep... I mean, I'll tell you what, Sean, right, is I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the promo in a second, my friend. But it shows how desperate that that stinking rat bag Rhodes is to stay a babyface, that they turn on Anderson Hill just to keep Rhodes babyface. Didn't mind the booking. I'm not a Cody fan, as you know, but I didn't mind the booking, and I thought the promo was brilliant. He just went a little bit too far, and you know what I mean by that. Just a couple of those statements could have been reworded. I don't know whether they were on the fly or not, but when he's talking about shooting people... You're on, but I'll give him. We'll, we'll let that fly. It was an interesting turn of events, and um, it just shows how desperate Cody is to stay a babyface that he's going to turn, of all people, Arn Anderson heel. Okay, David. On paper, Arn Anderson might be a heel, but to all of us, he's totally babyface because I love that promo, and I'm like, that's Arn Anderson from the Four Horsemen. Yeah. Yes, I remember this Arn Anderson, and yes. I do believe that he probably would do what he said. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not questioning that at all. It was quality delivered, and I agree with that st- that sentiment entirely, Sean. I can't disagree with it in one small form. I just think with the, the, the shooting people, because you know damn well there's some idiot who, who watched Dynamite, and Anderson said, so I'm going to go and get myself a handgun. Do you know what I mean? There's, you know, just have to be that little bit careful with um, with the way he, he put it over. But, I, I, you know, I didn't dislike the segment. It just made... On the side, it made me chuckle because, like, it's like, Cody, you are so desperate. And they're still, like, they cheered Malachi Black. Brandy's going to get... I mean, Brandy... Oh, 
yeah, you know, anyway, let's not do that because I'm, I'm getting bored with doing that. But you know what I mean, my friend. You know where I'm coming from. Um, but yeah, it was overall 90% just be careful. David, I do believe that Cody's going to be the heel coming out of this. And he's going to realize, embrace this and become the heel for a while. Um, have you not seen? He stated um, just before he came back in a, in, in a serious, one of his serious media interviews, not a wrestling interview with wrestling journalists, but with journalists shall we say, he stated that under no way was he going to turn heel. Now, obviously, he doesn't control that to a degree the audience do, as we both know. Hence the fact Malachi Black got more cheers than booze, and Cody got more booze than cheers. However, he has stated that in theory, he is not going to turn his character heel. Hence the fact I wasn't surprised with what happened with Arn Anderson. Whether the audience allow that to continue is another matter. Okay, so basically it's going to be AEW's John Cena. So he's just going to play yeah. himself, and he's going to let the crowd do whatever they want to. Almost a little bit Roman Reigns in his early career before they actually saw sense and turned him. Okay, so we're on to stunning question number four. David, why are we having a draft when the draft results don't take effect for three weeks? I don't know. I don't know. It's stupid. The thing is, they haven't got enough characters to draft as well. I mean, I mean, honestly, WWE are struggling for interest at the best of times. This is a crap gimmick that they've just chucked in there to try and create some interest. I'm not interested in where Matt Riddle goes or where Randy Orton goes, whether I have to suffer him on a Monday night or a Thursday night. I really don't. There's only about two or three characters in the WWE at the moment that I give a stuff about. And I think most people are at that point. So it's irrelevant whether it's three weeks, four weeks, whilst your sentiment is right in your question. Um, it doesn't matter because no, no one's going to be watching soon. They're really not. They're really not. I've almost resorted to reruns of How I Met Your Mother instead of the WWE. And I hate How I Met Your Mother. But there you go. Sorry, American listeners, if that's offended you. But I don't find that funny. I um, in fact, I find the WWE funnier, but that's an, an, the analogy I'm trying to make. Having a draft now is stupid. Really, really stupid. David, they just drafted Charlotte Flair to SmackDown, and she's the current Raw Women's Champion. And, oh, by the way, somehow in the next three weeks, she needs to lose that title. Yeah, I know what your point is, mate, Um, but is she going to lose it? She'll probably carry it over there. They don't give it. It's not wrestling people writing this gubbins. It's, 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 uh, it's script writers who know nothing about the people they're writing about. They know nothing about wrestling. They know nothing about a wrestling audience, and they just continue to write... This utter bull. And, you know, we have to suffer it because we do a wrestling podcast. Well, David, let's slide over to standing question number five. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Good. I'm being miserable so far. So, William Regal's son debuted this past Thursday on NSC UK. He's going by the name Charlie Dempsey. And, wow, doesn't he remind you of his father? And, boy, he has a ton of submission holds that i never seen before, and I enjoyed his match. Mate, I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming, because you, like me, it's the only good WWE show of the week, or with the WWE stench on it, if you like. And... And, and when Jim Smallman is booking the best show in a company's week, that's how bad the company is. But that's a story for another day. But yeah, absolutely looks like, again, almost um, the ladder from NXT who isn't a Steiner. Let's face it, you're not going to get a better grounding in the game than being William Regal's son, should you choose to be a professional wrestler. And you're right, he had some unique offense. Well, check this out, guys, because it's well 
well worth it. Really, really good. And it is the WWE's best show of the week. It's something I'm going to mention shortly in the show. And David, he was also trained by David Taylor. Regal, David Taylor, Thatcher. This guy has been blessed with three of the best techno wrestlers in the history of wrestling. So this guy is bound for greatness. Mate, David, I mean, oh, what can I tell you about David Taylor, right? Apart from the obvious, yeah. You bang on. David Taylor, technical genius, underrated British wrestler, obviously had modicum of success in WCW, now works for big companies training training young kids. Very, very underrated Brit. We're, you know, the Brits have a lot of, um, obviously we have a certain reputation of, of being technicians, starting from people like Les Kelly, Johnny Saint. Um, you know, the, the, these, are, these are legends, and Taylor is one of them. However, I'll just give you a footnote. I met Taylor a couple of times at a wrestle reunion show. What a horrible... <laughs> Excuse me, you're going to need the swear box there. But, like, you go up to him, Dave, thank you for your career, followed it, watch this, this and this. Oh, did you? Great. Yeah, next. And that was it. Like, it was just like, wow. And now I thought maybe the first time it was just uh, caught him on a bad day, um, almost like a meeting Mick Foley when you can't sometimes catch Foley on a bad day and he can be a bit of a dick. No, met him again and he was still a dick. So it's like, look, the guy's a genius, brilliant wrestler, great trainer, but as a person, he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> Sorry for the uh, profanity in there. But it's been that sort of show so far. Stunning question number six, David. Did you enjoy <laughs> Roman Reigns telling Paul Heyman that needs to either ship up or ship out. Well, that was coming, obviously, because um, they're, they're playing up the, the conflict in Heyman. Um, and Heyman, being the Weasley, is, is just going to turn up and go with uh, whoever wins, really, isn't he? In that build, that's what they're teasing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of the few saving graces of, um, well, Raw you can forget about, but SmackDown, it's a saving grace. The interaction between um, uh, the Usos, Reigns, and uh, Heyman. Heyman's just a genius. There's no two ways about it. His facials, his wording, he's just a genius. And he's a pleasure to watch. David, I laugh out loud when Paul Heyman goes like, I'm your wise man. And Roman looks at his cousin and goes like, he's the wise man. No, you're not the wise man unless I say you're the wise man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. It's good stuff, mate. And it's well done. Um, And Ro Roman has found his niche. I actually, even though I think it's going to happen, whether it be at Mania, the Rumble, or what have you I, I, I actually think he's going to lose to Brock and I think that's going to be a shame unless he goes unless he gets drafted to Raw um, but we shall see well, David, if he gets drafted to Raw, it won't take effect for three weeks, so we'll find out sooner or later. <laughs> that really has got you, hasn't it? Yes, it has, because I came home last night to watch SmackDown after work, <laughs> and the first thing I hear from Michael Cole is like, oh, hey, we're having a draft, but yeah, it won't take effect for three weeks. I'm like, oh, I get my pain for stupid this week. Okay, cool. Got it. So I can't, argue, about... I can't argue with you, but it's just like how the most bizarrest things with wrestling crawl under our skin, you know, and, and, and get at us. It's it's almost like when your your co-host gets, you know, desperate to win things. You know, I mean, it, it must be something like that. David, let's just slide over to your dud of the week. It's time for Dud's Dud of the Week. What has set him off this week? Okay, David, besides me, what has set you off this week? 
Um, well, to be fair, something set me off well before you did in your defence. Um, and that was, you mentioned it earlier in the Stunning Six questions, the finish to, um, it could have been the whole match, but it was just the finish to the Extreme Rules main event. It was a complete load of garbage. You built Finn Balor up um, to be the demon. He, he rises from the dead. He does this, he does that. He's unbeatable. And you're going, telling the story through the match that Roman can't beat him no matter what he does because he's the demon and he can rise up and he can do, you know, all this more supernatural bull. And then all of a sudden, the top rope breaks and he can be beaten by a top rope breaking. What a complete load of chuff. And it was a real disappointment. We were both looking forward to this. Even though you were probably better prepared for this chuff than I was, it was just awful. So that officially gets dud stud of the week. David, ever see that match? I was hoping that Finn Balor would get drafted to NXT UK so he could go to a show where he would be properly used. Yeah, I mean... You know, you were right. You were bang on. You called it. You called it weeks ago, despite the fact you were originally looking forward to it. And you got all excited when it looked like it was going to happen. And then basically realization hit you and it turned out to be what it was, which was a complete load of horse poo. Exactly. So we're going to leave it in the past and we're going over to the top five moments of the week. It's RFPW's top five moments of the week. Okay, David, current champion, or so-called champion, do you want to go first or second? You really are nasty today, aren't you? Have you woken up on the wrong side of the bed in Knoxville? Something, you know, is the weather rough or something? Have you not had your biscuits and gravy this morning or something? I'm getting desperate. I'm re- resorting to cliche here, sorry. Well, you know, I shouldn't resort to that. Um, anyway, I'm going to go first because it's my turn to go first. Um, however, I have just, since we've come on air and started recording this show, I've rearranged them now, thanks to you. So at number five, the feel-good factor on Dynamite on the Brody Lee, not necessarily a tribute show, but the feel-good factor about the way they did it. I thought that was very commendable, and I like the way AEW did that. Okay? At number four, I've got Joe Coffey versus uh, Jordan Devlin and... NXT UK with William Regal's son's debut because it was brilliant. Really good show. Really enjoyed it from top to bottom. Even allowing for the Zia Brookside potential heel turn. Um, But it was a great show. Watch it. And number three, I've got Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy. And now I've had a change, okay? I, I really enjoyed that match. I think Adam Cole looks a million dollars. I really, really do since he's come into um, AEW. And number two... I've got Sammy Guevara winning the TNT title because I really enjoyed that moment. I thought it was well-deserved. It's nice to see Sammy back on top, and I think he'll make an excellent TNT champion. Now, originally, I'd got number, I'd left out a really, really big match that will be at number one, but I was going to include in my top five me regaining the Churchill Cup, but I'm not now. That has been deleted from my top five because of the hounds of desperation over there in Knoxville. Um, You know, the stench of me, me, me is seeping through Skype as we speak. Um, I just don't know what to say. To say that I'm troubled by your need to have done this is is an understatement. So, at number one, uh, for the second week running, Brian Danielson gets there versus Nick Jackson last night. Um, I got up and watched this this morning, and it was a belter again. And there was, wasn't was so much high-flying. Nick Jackson actually wrestled. The right result. Um, I like what they're doing with this. Really, really enjoyed it. Over to you, my friend. David, I like earless. And... 
it's interesting because I did watch NXT UK and I saw how Zyla Brookside ended that match. And I'm going, they really are thinking about making her a heel. I'm going like, wow, like, we're not only even trying to make her the baby face, but let's go and see if she could be a heel for a minute. Kind of like me. Yeah, we make you're making every you make MJF look a baby face. Okay, so my top five this week, I have Roman Reigns' verbal beatdown of Paul Heyman at number five. Number four, I have the first week of the G1 tournament because it's been crazy and fun. Uh, I've not watched no. any of that. I'll be honest. It's been hard for me to keep up. I have watched a few matches here and there, but it's been crazy and it's been interesting. And I'm going to have the current up to date stats here at the end of the show for you. Number three. Oh, brilliant. Number three, I got Ruling Weagle's son debuting on ANSI UK because that was just freaking brilliant. Number two, I agree with you. I had a little bit higher. AEW's tribute to Bodie Lee and his hometown. And number one, I had Nick Jackson versus Brian Nelson, just like you, because that match was insane. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I couldn't say, obviously, I haven't watched any of the G1, and obviously, as you're probably about to tell us, I know there'll be a couple of matches in there that will be must-see, because it's the G1, and there always is. But I can't see anything topping Danielson, Nick Jackson. It's funny, Meltzer reported on the night before it was broadcast that obviously they'd recorded it, and that it was, um, it, it was they were very, very happy with it, to say the least. So... I got up early this morning, stuck it on, um, woke my wife up. She wasn't happy, but um, hey, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I, it, it was must see, and it was, um, it was a. Di- I think one thing has come out from the Grand Slam weekend. I'll be interested in your take on this, Sean. Is Rampage needs to stay an hour, but actually have three quality matches because the way they're recording Rampage, they're losing the crowd because they're burnt out from Dynamite. So. I think it, it went back. It went better. The fact it transitioned back to being an hour this week. I think that was definitely um, an advantage for it. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in your take on that. Well, David. So they did the show last week on Wednesday. They literally recorded AEW Dark Elevation. Then they went to <laughs> AEW Dynamite, and they finished the night with AEW Rampage all one night in Arthur Ashe Stadium. It was a Wednesday. Everybody was there for about six hours. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that initially. Um, I thought it was two separate shows, but it wasn't. It was only when I started watching Rampage, and I'm like, ah, that's the same audience as Wednesday. Exactly the same. So, yeah, I think, yeah, eventually figured that out. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Okay, so we're going to start with the absolute draft from this past Friday Night SmackDown. So SmackDown selected Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair, Drew McIntyre, the New Day, Happy Corbin, and Riddick Moss, who goes by Mad Cat Moss now for some odd reason. And poor Boris, he lost Hit Row from NXT because they're on SmackDown now. The seventh pick from SmackDown was Naomi, and the last pick was Jeff Hardy. Your thoughts, David? My immediate thoughts from uh, your statement there, Sean, is you mentioned Boris again. Is there some news you, you want to break to me? No, that was a rumor by interns that somehow I was getting drafted over to the other show. Yeah, okay. I wonder whose interns are starting that rumor. Maybe it's the maybe it's the desperation interns. Who knows? Um, again, you mentioned it earlier. I don't really give a stuff. Um, it doesn't make any difference. Charlotte Flair, Drew McIntyre, and Roman being on the same show. Um, yeah, that, that, you've got three. You've got three 
decent performance. There's only Roman that's actually a big name because even Charlotte, Charlotte needs to get out of there. And, and Charlotte needs to go to AEW. She really, really does. She's got no one that can perform with her. I would love to see Charlotte Flair Thunder Rosa. I would love to see that. That's a bums on seats main event, without a shadow of a doubt. I agree with you, David. So Raw picked up Big E, Bianca Belair, RK Bro, Edge, the Women's <laughs> Tag Team Champions, Keith Lee, Ray Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio. And Raw's last selection was Austin Fury. Why not just take the whole way with you? Mate, what? I mean, and, and people wonder why Raw's in the dumpster. You know, it's whatever we think of Keith Lee, he's not going to get over on, on, on main WWE main television because they don't like him. You know, and, and as I mentioned, Rock and Roll Wrestling Show, I've got no issue with the Bearcat name. People seem to be up in arms at the Bearcat name. I ain't got a problem with that because of the way they've done it in, in tribute to Charles Bearcat. You know, it's 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 a decent African American um, throwback, but Raw is awful. I mean, it is it, it it's only just marginally better than NXT. That's how bad it is. Okay, allow me to cheer you up with some G one news here because in the yeah, A block, the stains are like this: Zach Saber Jr. is leading the way with eight points. He's four and yeah. Now number two is a surprise. It's the Great Con. He has eight points as well. But he had one extra match. He is four and one. Right. Okay, so third pace is Shingo Tenaji. He has six points. He's yep. three and one. And I was yep. going to give you the top five, okay? So top five is kind of tied. It's Toro Yango, six points, three yep. and two. And Kenta as well, six points, three and two. That's block A. Now block B is actually looking like it's going to be the Jeff Call versus Okada block because they both have eight points, both undefeated. And the next person below that, number three, is Evil, but he has six points, but he's three and one. And Hinoro Tanashi is also six points, three and one. And that's all really you, you just need to know about B block is like four people. B block is much, much stronger than A block, looking, listening to that. However, We've got the three. I'd, I'd love to see Tanashi um, do well because I like Tanashi, but obviously I'm a huge Zack Sabre Jr. fan. Um, there's no two ways about it. He would have been a brilliant main. You know, you. I'd love to see him and Osprey in AEW. I really, really would. They're, 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 they fit so well with what AEW are doing at the moment. Um, but, but hey, you know, it's nice to see them. It's nice to see Zack being pushed. It's nice to see the fact that he's, you know, he's, it's it's going well for him, and I'd love to see him in the finals. I do believe we're going to see Zack Sabre Jr. in the final from A block. Now, the question is, who does he face out of B block? Does he get Jeff Cobb, or does he get Okada and Zack Sabre Jr.? But that B block final is going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, um, the G1 never lets you down. If you've got the stamina for it, if you can, you know, a bit like you've said this week with you having, you've, you you know, even allowing for the fact of your passion for it, you can only dip in and out of it. Um, if you've got the, you know, if you've got the stamina, and it is stamina, it always delivers. It always does. There's always two or three must-see matches. Yeah, so hopefully Zack Sabre Jr. will win it this year. I'd love to see it. Okay, David. So we'll keep you updated with weekly G1 point standings here. But allow me to slide over to some news because... WWE NXT 2.0, their viewership dropped 30% from last week. So guess what? A yeah. lot of us are tuning out of it 
WWE. Hello, do you hear us? Yeah, and I'm one of them, mate. I couldn't, I couldn't stomach it anymore. I just genuinely could not put up with it anymore. I'm not surprised. Um, I think you mentioned on a previous show, it's a bit like FCW, and um, it's not as good as that. It's not as good as that. It's horrible, 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 horrible. And it doesn't deserve to have its legacy be like that. But it is, it's going to be. Um, I don't know what more to say. Well, David, this past week episode wasn't as bad as the week before, but I was kind of surprised to see how far the viewership dropped. Now, another story we got going this week is apparently ROH has a main eventer whose contract is going to be up by the end of the year, and it's Rush. And he's talking about keeping his options open so he could go AEW, New Japan, wherever. And I'm going like, I want to see Rush in both companies. I want to see him in AEW. I want to see him in ROH. I want to see him in New Japan because this dude is good. Hey, mate, you know me. You know my opinion of Ring of Honor. You know I like Rush. However, this may be slightly surprising. I don't see Rush as a main event performer in, in AEW. I really don't. I think they've got enough of enough masked wrestlers. Um, I think they've got... The two best in the world in um, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. I think New Japan would be perfect for Bruce. That is where I'd like to see him go. Well, David, we're going to wrap up this week's episode with that statement from you. And I think Rush and New Japan would be crazy. Especially if he waited until, like, debut in G1 next year. That'd be kind of crazy. Yeah. If he's, if he's out in um, Wrestle Kingdom, debut at Wrestle Kingdom, why not? That's early in the year. Ooh, that would be great, too. Have him wrestle somebody, whoever is free. Oh, how about him and Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you know I'd be all over that like a tramp on chips. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I'd, um, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I, I, I don't know, mate, you, you know how you imagine, you know, we, we fantasy book all the time and I imagine certain wrestlers in certain companies and I can't see Roosh in AEW. I just can't, but New Japan, I think it'd be a great fit. Exactly. And David, before we go, everybody, please tune in Tuesday, 5 p.m. British Standard Time. 12 noon East Coast because the Rockin' Wrestling Show is back on Finland Youth Radio, led by Big Duds, and I will make my glorious, stunning return this week to the lovely people in England. Um, I'm looking forward to it, mate. It, uh, I, I almost, because I'd had, unfortunately, due to illness, I'd had three, three to four weeks off. I needed, and I didn't even touch on everything that I wanted to touch on. I'm going to talk more this coming week on the show. I'm going to talk about Danielson and Cole and Ruby Riot's, um, Ruby Soho's debuts, because I didn't touch on them at all in an effort to get things up to date. So I'm going to look at their impact on AEW this week. I'm going to look at the decline in WWE. Um, there's no shows, major shows this weekend, so it gives me the chance. And then we get the Stunning Sean segment, which puts the world to rights, um, and, and it's always welcome. I've got some new themes in there, you know, um, so I'm not just playing you my old school themes. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, as you said, you said the times. 5 o'clock GMT, 12 o'clock Eastern. Um, can't wait. Um, and Sean is back as well. David, tell the people have a stunning start to their week. Have a great week, guys. I should look forward to hearing from you Tuesday. Give me a shout out if you're going to listen to the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show. And I'm off to fix the vote on Twitter. Well, ladies and gentlemen, currently David is leading the vote for the Churchill Cup at 100%. <laughs> that will change by the end of this week coming up, I hope. If not, I will graciously give the title back to my beloved friend here. 
But until I see you guys on Tuesday for Finland Youth Radio Rock and Wrestling Show, this is Stunny Sean. Have a great Stunny start to your week, and we'll be right back here next Sunday for you. Take care. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.